if you're listening to this while you're early voting, you know, on your headphones or something, flip over your ballot. If you're not early voting right now, just play along with me. On the back side of your ballot, you'll see proposal number one, which reads as follows. To address and combat the impact of climate change and damage to the environment, the Clean Water, Clean Air, and Green Jobs Environmental Bond Act of 2022 authorizes the sale of state bonds up to $4,200,000,000 to fund environmental protection, natural restoration, resiliency, and clean energy projects. Shall the Environmental Bond Act of 2022 be approved? So, voter, shall it? We give you the information you need to decide yes or no on today's story of the day. Story of the day is supported by Jernabi Coffee House in Potsdam, New York, proudly serving locally roasted coffee since 2008, 11 Maple Street in Potsdam, and online at jernabi.com. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Wednesday, November 2nd. A day we'll dedicate all the show to the Environmental Bond Act proposal. Coming up, we'll revisit the good old days of the last Environmental Bond Act put forth by, guess what, a Republican. But first, whether New York should borrow up to $4.2 billion for projects that would reduce flood risks, mitigate the effects of climate change, and preserve land around the state. Emily Russell reports. New York State is definitely not immune to climate change. Extreme weather events like Hurricanes Sandy and Irene have pummeled the state in the last few decades. Temperatures are rising. But Peter Bauer says New York has the chance to become a leader and even a haven in the face of climate change. People are going to look at upstate New York with all of these trees, with all of this water, with this pastoral landscape, with the Adirondack and Catskill Park and the Hudson Valley, and they're going to be like, my God, upstate New York is a paradise on earth. Bauer is the executive director of Protect the Adirondacks, a green group in the park. Like others, including the Nature Conservancy and Environmental Advocates of New York, Bauer's group is urging New Yorkers to vote yes on Proposition 1 to approve the $4.2 billion Environmental Bond Act. If it passes, the money will be doled out to communities across the state, a billion and a half to build green infrastructure and things like cooling centers. Another billion would be used to restore waterways and reduce flood risks. There's $650 million for water infrastructure projects and another $650 million for land preservation, which Peter Bauer says is critical. Every year, the developed parts of New York State gets bigger and bigger. The amount of land that's under asphalt grows year after year. So, you know, protecting land is really doing a favor for future generations. But not everyone feels that way. Brian Wells is the supervisor of Hamilton County. He's also the town supervisor of Indian Lake. He says Adirondack towns like his struggle to grow and prosper because of how much surrounding land the state already owns. Think about Indian Lake as a pie chart, Wells says. Every time the state buys something, it increases the forest reserve, or somebody donates it, or it's endowed, or it's purchased by a land trust. It just makes that pie that much smaller and that much harder for us. Wells says the state should focus on managing the land it already owns, like building and maintaining trails and hiring more forest rangers. While he is grateful for the millions in state funding his and other Adirondack towns get for things like new wastewater treatment plants, Wells thinks adding $4.2 billion to the state's debt doesn't make financial sense. Do you plan to vote for the Environmental Bond Act? 
to be honest, no. I'll be voting no. Another person who has expressed concern about the Bond Act is Dan Steck. He's a Republican state senator who represents a big portion of the Adirondacks. Here he is in a recent debate with his Democratic challenger, Gene Lapper. I have my doubts whether or not it's going to make a difference um, or if it's just going to check some boxes for people to feel good about saying they support the environment. I don't think it's going to be efficiently used and I'm I'm afraid it's going to get um, wasted or squandered. But advocates say there will be plenty of oversight, especially if the money is used to match federal funding for projects. Plus, they say it's better to build up resilient infrastructure now than after a major storm. It's a lot more expensive to go backwards and fix a problem than it is to create the resilience up front. That's Kelly Tucker. She's the executive director of the Osable River Association, which repairs erosion and restores rivers, lakes, and streams in the Adirondacks. Tucker says there's a lot in the Bond Act she likes, including the fact that 35% of the money must benefit disadvantaged communities around the state. That means funding projects in poorer communities, places facing particular threats like pollution and storm surges. Tucker is hopeful that New Yorkers will vote to invest in green energy, more public lands, and more resilient communities. But she says the details of how that money is delivered really matter. The question is, how is it going to be implemented? If it's passed, how is that money going to come to small communities, to marginalized communities? Is that money going to be easy to use or is it going to be hard to use? Tucker says those are critical pieces of the puzzle. But first, New Yorkers need to decide whether or not they support the $4.2 billion Environmental Bond Act. So remember, when you go to vote, don't forget to flip over your ballot. Emily Russell, North Country Public Radio. Now let's take a step back to the last time New Yorkers borrowed money for environmental projects. In 1996, it was for $1.75 billion then, and it was proposed and passed under Republican Governor George Pataki. Reporter Gwendolyn Craig from the Adirondack Explorer dug into that 1996 Bond Act and spoke with Emily Russell about what she found. Pataki obviously was a Republican, and so some people were sort of surprised that he'd present this idea of an environmental Bond Act. He really saw himself as the new Teddy Roosevelt, and he had also discovered the Adirondacks. He now currently lives in Essex County and has a a farm on Lake Champlain. And so he's always been an environmentalist. And his advisors, they they thought this was something that he wanted his legacy to be, was protecting the environment. What did folks in the Adirondacks think about, you know, spending $1.75 billion on environmental projects? I think the Adirondackers were sort of uh, skeptical of this. They already had a bad taste in their mouths from 1989 when the state actually used eminent domain to take ownership of Pine Lake in Hamilton County from a a private citizen. And it created a lot of backlash over what the forest preserve meant and whether the state was going to be using that kind of power regularly or not. We haven't seen anything like that since then. But, you know, Pataki was telling me in an interview that he'd go to Lake Placid and there'd be, there was a protest against the Bond Act And he really felt that he sat down and listened to residents. And while he couldn't 
officially promised to fund projects, he would sort of allude to what it could fund. And so in that way, like would say, you know, oh, well, we could possibly, you know, send some money to the Olympic Regional Development Authority to help draw more visitors to the region. So the 1996 Bond Act ultimately passed with 55% of the vote. What are some concrete projects that the Bond Act paid for here in the Adirondacks? I would say that the biggest things to point out were land acquisitions and landfill closures. So the Adirondack land acquisitions that we are touting today was part of Whitney Park and Little Tupper Lake that was a not fully funded by the Bond Act, but about $2.5 million came from Bond Act to acquire that from Mary Lou Whitney. And then we had several very important pieces in the Lake George watershed acquired 776 acres of the Bartlett Carey property, which is on the shoreline along Middle and Upper Saranac Lakes. And then we had the Champion paper lands, timberlands were protected. In the DEC annual reports, it was called the largest ever state land conservation agreement in New York State. That's Gwendolyn Craig, reporter for the Adirondack Explorer. You can find her article about the 1996 Bond Act in the latest edition of the magazine. And again, remember, flip over your ballot when you vote this year and weigh in on the new Environmental Bond Act. We have more news all the time at ncpr.org. Music today by I Am Snow Angel of Lake Placid and Evan Veenstra of Gananoque. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.